is up everybody this is john here and this is above average driven millennials today is a great day because we got my man dan sikowski here who is an entrepreneur in the space of the construction industry and also is a business coach dan thank you for being here pleasure thank you for inviting me absolutely man i know your time is valuable so for me, it's super important, you know, and I, and I really genuinely appreciate, you know, you taking the time out of your day to be here. Um, with us also, we have Jenna Taskin. What's up, Jenna? Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and my man Nick is back from the Adapted oh, yeah, Social back Team. Back from the Dad. What's going on, guys? Nick, we needed to have you here today on this topic oh, of motivation. Sure, for sure. You yeah. are you are always one of the guys up in here that have the highest energy. So when we're talking about motivation, man, you know, the guy who's running ten miles a day over here, <laughs> you know, we're like, I got to bring my man in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you're surrounded by motivating people, it makes it pretty easy. Hell yeah, you are who you surround yourself with. Oh, for sure. So today. The whole theme of the podcast is based around motivation, right? So, Dan, talk to us about motivation to you and how you consistently stay motivated. Well, I think uh, people have a big misconception of motivation. A lot of people think that they need motivation from elsewhere. They need to, people to motivate them. And the truth of motivation is motivation comes from within. We have to motivate ourselves. You know, things in life inspire us. There's things that we want to do. There's things that we want to accomplish. Uh, there's things that, you know, we see as our life being a part of, but we try to figure out how to get there. And we wonder how other people do it. And it's simple. You know, we get out of bed every single day and, you know, we brush our teeth. We, we get dressed. We take a shower, whatever it is. And we have to motor, motivate ourselves to do that. Or we would just lay in bed all day. And the big misconception of motivation is people think that it's something they can purchase. People think it's something that other people can give them. But it's really something that we have within us and we have to find it. And we have to be driven and find those things that we're trying to really go after and be motivated to accomplish them. And the reason why we're going after them have to be bigger than any reason why not. And that's where your motivation is going to come from. That's amazing. And Nick, let's, talk, let's, let's, let's bounce to you, man. Sure. Same question, man. To you, what is what, what is motivation to Nicholas Marrero? So to me, and how do you and how do you stay consistently motivated? All right. So I think that motivation to me is just like a fire inside of me when I find something that I really want to do and I completely dedicate myself to it. I'm a firm believer that if you're going to do something, you might as well put your entire heart and every bit of your being into it. So that's what I do. I just put everything I have into every activity that I'm doing. And then to stay motivated, I like hit a like one of my goals. And then once I hit a goal, I want to surpass that and get better and better and better. It's like it's like stairs going up. Like once you go up one stair, you have to go up the next and the next and the next. And then eventually you're going to reach a point where you never thought it was possible. And then you need to go even further because that's what life's all about. Just setting barriers and shattering them. I love that. I love that. And Jenna, talk to us with you. <laughs> talk to us about you. Sure, how you, you how you stay motivated. I'm holding, I'm holding the camera. It's all right. It's all right. I'll let you go on this one. Um, how do I stay motivated? Yeah. What, um, well, how, so how do you motivate yourself? And then also, how do you stay motivated? Um, I believe that everybody draws inspir- uh, motivation from somewhere else. I try... There's kind of two different sections. I try to find it from myself, like mm-hmm. from within, obviously, because at the end of the day, you're all you have. Right, <laughs> like right. Like at the end of the day, there's nothing but a, 
No, it's true. You're like, alone I, in this like, world. Like, I really, really, like, I do try to rely on um, my team, you guys, my family, and other people around me, my mentors, like, the people I look up to, like Gary Vaynerchuk, everybody has different people they look up to. Um, I, I rely on that for motivation, but I've really, especially lately, been trying to find it from within because sometimes you gotta refuel yourself. Fuck yeah. Um, so, I mean, what's easy for me is just looking at the big picture, um, you know, not focusing on uh, little goals because when you do, you might you might get caught up in the little failures along the way. Just looking at the big picture and where I'm going and what I'm striving for every day motivates me to, to picture it um, and, and to look back at how far I've come. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really what gets me motivated. I love that. I love that. That reminds me of Novak marrying your uh, your past and your present. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Marrying your exactly. past and your present. So for me, I, the biggest thing for me when it comes to motivation and what it means, I just think that motivation is that like carrot that's dangling in front of you, right? It's like what is getting your ass up in the morning? For me, I, I've really over time, I've kind of changed what I think motivation is to it's just your why. Like why do I wake up every day? Why am I doing what I do? That's what motivates me. It's my carrot in front of the fucking like <coughs> hanging in front of me, the string on it. Yep. It's like I wake up every day and, you know, I, uh, I don't want to be average. I don't want to be somebody who sleeps in. I don't want to be somebody who lives in my comfort zone. I wake up every morning. I take a fucking ice cold shower to shock my fucking system. I'm up, I'm, up at, I'm up at 530. I'm in the gym. I'm running. I'm doing whatever I'm doing. I'm already starting to email, phone call. Um, I don't stop working until 2 a.m. And most people are like, you need to sleep. You need to do this. You need to do that. But what keeps me so motivated, aside from the fact that, like, you know, I want to build something bigger than myself, is it's for my family. And also, I just genuinely love what I'm fucking doing. So for me, it's like, that's the character in front of me. Like, I will always keep going because I actually love what, I, what, I'm, what I'm doing. Like, when Steve Jobs got fired from his own company in Apple, from the, uh, from, the pre- or from the CEO that he hired from Pepsi, he literally, like kept like no, anybody in the world if they got fired in their own company they would have just like laid down flat and be like wow my whole entire like th- 20 years I put into this somebody stole it from me and he kept building computers because he loved what he was doing so for me like I just think about no matter what happens like you talked about the economy is ready for a crash or some shit like that like I'm always ready for anything to come like I can't wait for shit like that to happen because then all the fucking weak ass bitches get dragged out to shore and I'm still going to be doing my thing no matter what so for me, that's what motivation is to me. It's, it's, it's actually like knowing your purpose and your why and why you're getting out of bed every morning and why you're doing what you're doing. And it's just keeping yourself going, man. That's like the biggest thing in my, in my, my thought process. And you, you said it so awesome the other day too. You said motivation and everything and, and success. It's not just, it is a mindset, but it's also like a lifestyle. You, like getting up at five in the morning, you right. can't be you can't have above average goals and then act average right if you're gonna have above average goals you have to be an above average human the worst thing everyone here is and listen and you and you being somebody who's a business coach and have been in the construction industry for 20 years like so the one thing i hate when i talk to entrepreneurs like because for me i'm not a coach but i do mentor a lot of startups and people who you know have struggling businesses and the one thing that i always hear and all your feedback on this is i i and it drives me nuts when people say you know, it's like, what are your goals? Oh, well, I want to make the biggest, you know, uh, I want to have the biggest, con- you know, contracting company, right? Or I want to have the biggest, uh, you know, I'm a painter, I want to have the biggest painting company, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, well, you know, well, what's, what's stopping you? Well, I don't have the money. I don't have this. I don't have that. Yeah. And it's like, but did you have the money when you started your businesses? 
It's funny talking about resources. Uh, real quick to jump back on what you talked about before. You said, I work till 2 o'clock in the morning. People say, do you ever sleep? You'll sleep enough when you're dead. Exactly. You know I mean, at the end of the day, we have limited time on this life. So you have to right. go after everything that you want. And oh, uh, yeah. You got to grind hard so that you know you can live the years that you want to live later on down the road. You got to put all that time in now. Right. And when people talk about not having the resources, it's interesting because uh, you know I was broke. And, and at the end of the day, I came from a family that had nothing. And um, if I wanted something, at the end of the day, I had to figure out a way to have to do it. Mow somebody's lawn, do whatever I had to do right. to go out there and make some money. Right. And uh, you know, today building the company I've built and. You know, knowing where I am, I remember my first pickup truck was 500 bucks. I remember working 16 hours a day. I remember doing everything I had to do, uh, putting myself in a position to win and knowing that, you know, there was no excuse big enough not to get me where I wanted to be. So not having the money, not having the time, these are all excuses. You know, if you look at people who have children and, and we talk about this all the time and Darren Hardy is uh, you know one of my mentors and somebody I follow greatly and he always talks about you know the top of a building and you know if you're at the top of a building and you have to cross that building you know with a plank you look at the other side you look down you see how far down it is and you go oh man I can never do that but if your baby was standing on the edge of the other side of the building you'd run across that plank mm-hmm. with no thought in the back of your mind because you have a reason why you need to do it so when your why is big enough the how-to is easy Right. And uh, when you go after something, you'll always find the resources. When you look at that painter or that contractor or that person who says they don't have enough money, go sell something. Right. Go do something. Go get a night job. Go get something and get a way to figure out how you can get where you want to be instead of taking all that time making excuses. Because all the time that we spend making excuses, making reasons why we can't, is time that we could be spending making the resources that we need to go moving forward. Well, first of all, fuck yes. That's true. I mean, it's a lot easier to make an excuse than it is to find a solution. Yeah, so it's well, all about... Yeah, well, hold on. That was so fucking fire. It when was. Your, when your how-to is so big... Wait, wait, say it again. <laughs> when, when your why is big enough, oh. <laughs> that, that, what, the how-to is easy. Right. That's so fire. And um, I think that's a huge... See, it's funny because I'm a huge Tony Robbins fan too. And it's crazy how much words actually transform... Like your your thought, mm-hmm. and that right there, I was thinking about this one. I forget the, I forget the guy's name. Um, there's this one. Uh, he's like a public. He's like a entrepreneur speaker, but he part of his test was he would bring people out. Like he was a coach, and he'd bring people out to the beach, and he'd put them in the ocean. Right, Eric. Eric, what's his? Yeah. Do you know the yeah. last name? I know it was Eric. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, last he name. Uh, about breathing. Right, right. So it's like it, that, that. That's what it reminds me of. It's like. He, what he would do is he would he would say to the person, how bad do you want it? And they said, yeah, I want it bad. He said, all right, walk into the water. Walk into the water. Walk into the water. Until eventually they're up to their neck. And he, he asked him again, how bad do you want it? I want it bad. And then he walked out into the water. And then they were under the water. And he held them under the water. And obviously at that point you're in flight or fight mode. You're like, oh, I did. And then once he let them up, like they would be free. Like, oh, my God. And he goes, how bad did you want to breathe right there? Like, you literally, like, it was fucking life Damn. or death. You were putting <laughs> yeah. it all on the line. That's insane. Like, when imagine, you want to like, live like, as bad as you want to breathe. Right. And you know, it happens. Dude, oh, I got the children. So, like, that's, that's the whole point. That's powerful. When you, when you have that, like, that type of why, like, like, he was willing to do whatever to get up out of that water. Because, like, he wanted to survive. It's like, when you have that mentality, that is, like, you are destined for success. So let me uh, jump in there and just kind of give you uh, an insight on that in a story from my life. So I started my first construction company when I was 17. No resources, nothing. 
uh, you know, basically building decks, putting windows and doors, moved on a few years later to building houses at, you know, my early 20s and doing phenomenal. I never saw a bad economy in the beginning of my construction industry and, and my career. And back in 2006, 2007, you know, I, I was in my prime. Things were going good. Company was huge. And all of a sudden the market crashed. And there's a rude awakening when the phone's not ringing, you have huge overhead, you have bills, you have things that you need to do, and all of a sudden everything's done and you have to make a decision where, you know, it's flight or fight. And I had to close my company up and literally say, you know, I need to make a decision and I had to start all over again from zero. Mm. But people look at that situation and I talk to people today that were in business in the 80s, that were in business in the 90s, that were in business in the 2000s, and one bad situation happened, and it literally put them out of business for life. And at the end of the day, what that does is it paralyzes you to a fact that you go back and make that situation an excuse for you not living the life that you want to live. Right. And I did not do that because I knew that the reason why I was going after the things I was going after were big enough than any problems. So I had to find resources. I had to find things to make money. Was I making the money right away that I was making before? No. Was I doing as well as I was doing before? No, but it was going to take time. But at the end of the day, I knew that time was all I had Mm -hmm. and I had to fight for it. And now today, you know, I have a bigger company than I had then debt free company and, you know, things are totally different and being able to experience that and show people the transition to life because People look at you when you're successful or when you're doing well and they feel like you have some sort of gift or some sort of talent. You just have a mental behavior that they don't have. Mm -hmm. And you have things that you go through that they're not willing to experience. And there's no luck. Luck is what you get after you give 110% every single day. That luck is your end result. And, And people don't get that. And people look at successful people like yourself, like other entrepreneurs out there and other business people out there, and they go, oh, how lucky. But they don't do the things that we do right. to become as lucky as we are. If you want to say right. that, right? Rob, Rob uh, Deirdre, what's his name from? Uh, Rob. Yeah, from, yeah uh, Rob Deirdre. Yeah, Deirdre. 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 Yeah. yeah, he says create your own luck. I like that. Yeah. But so, but so the biggest thing though is like, dude, you're on fire, time man. You're on fire every day. I'm yeah, hoping we get day. one curse out of Dan though. I know he's so on fire. Speaking of being on fire, how did you well, like today? There it is. <laughs> Today is a good example. Like, give us an example of like how you started your day today to be super hyped and motivated. Well, I wake up like this every day, and um, you know, you wake up with a purpose. I have three alarms set, and uh, a lot of times I wake up before my alarm. But just in case I did sleep through an alarm and I slept through another one, I'm still getting up. And I know that in the morning, I didn't go to the gym this morning, but I usually go to the gym. But I did do cardio before I came here. I wake up every day. I do cardio. I eat, I go to the gym, and I literally do not start my office day until 11 o'clock in the morning. Mm. But my office day is done by 4. So I get everything done in a 5-hour period because I'm a a person who's purpose-driven, and I know that I have a daily planner. I literally carry a book around. People go, what are you carrying that thing around for? Why do you still use a paper planner? Because that's how I live. For the last 20 years, that's how I live. I can go back. I can track. You can't do things on a phone that you can do on paper. And I'm a true believer of that. You don't always have your computer with you, but I can always have my book with me. Mm -hmm. So I know exactly what I need to do. I put it in number order. I get my day done. And I know that every single day was successful because I accomplished the things I wrote down the day before to Mm -hmm. get done today. And I always plan my day ahead of time. So... What's interesting is I got a call on the way here and somebody asked me if I can go do something and I said no, you know, because listen, a lot of people will change their plans and reroute their life for other people. But at the end of the day, it wasn't part of my 
daily task. Mm-hmm. And if people want me to be a part of something, they have to wait until the things that were important that I wrote down are done because I'm not going to break my day for anything. Mm-hmm. And that's the way that we all need to be. We know that we have to get things done and we have a to-do list and we have a not-to-do list. And the not-to-do list is fun, exciting. We get to hang out with people. We get to go to lunch with people. And the to-do list, man, that's work. Right. And when you got to go to work, work sucks. Like like you know. And at the end of the day, it does suck. But yeah. the end result is that you put your time in, you're going to be rewarded. Right. But a lot of people just kind of press that to the side, and they don't fight that. So, you know, for me, I'm excited about life. You know, at the end of the day, I just like going after the things I want to do. I like accomplishing things. Is there more I wish I could do every day? Yeah, I wish there was more hours in a day, but there's not. Right. But unfortunately, you have to find the time in the 24-hour time frame that we all are developed to have mm-hmm. and allow to be able to be a part of and not make the excuse. I don't watch TV. I don't know anything about reality TV. People go, hey, did you see this show? Do you watch this episode? Do you watch that? No, I don't watch any of that mm-hmm. because that's a waste of time. Right. I don't know you know, who's on live TV. I don't know who's it because it doesn't matter. At right. the end of the day, I'm not going to watch something to characterize myself in somebody else's life. I need to live my life and develop right. myself and not worry about that. I love that, man. I love that. It's so fire. Um, the biggest thing, so for me, so you also, on top of that, right? Like, because I think the biggest thing that people out there whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're, you know, a student, the one thing, listen, I can, I'm a transparent, I'm a real guy, right? So for me, a lot of my struggles for myself as an entrepreneur come with time management, right? So like for me, especially like I'm in like the early stages still um, of really booming, you know, my business. And so for me, you know, you talked about like not breaking, not breaking, you know, your day or not breaking your time. And, mm-hmm. and like, I like how you, you classified like, you know, uh, not to do's and to do's, right? So entrepreneurs out there listening, what would you say to them when it comes to like, you know, because because most people, the way we view things, it's like, you know, I have to go do that because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a young entrepreneur. Every business or every lead or every opportunity that comes yeah. my way, I have to take it or else I'm going to lose it. What would you say to them in terms of like their schedules and stuff like that? So I'll just talk to Jenna. She emailed me nine times about getting together for a <laughs> podcast. And I go, nope, not good. Nope, not good. Not, not good. She actually emailed me on Monday. Yeah. And she goes, how about tomorrow? My day is already planned. I can't do it. <laughs> right. you know? So I said, how about Wednesday or Thursday? I have some openings. And that's the way you have to be. You have to be a firm person to be able to say no to things. And right. that's the biggest thing is that we live in a world with – uh, people pleasers, people who want to go out there and, and be able to attend to this and do this and do that. And every time someone calls, be there and be their help. Right. Who's going to be your saving grace? Nobody. How many times you call somebody and somebody is not there for you? And at the end of the day, you know that you have things that you need to get done. And when you start attending to people's schedules and become the person who's on call for when they need you, right. you're never going to get anything done. Right. And people are going to always know that they can break your life to interrupt whatever you're doing because you'll always be there. Right. So you have to listen. I'm not saying there aren't things in life that, you know what, if something happened right now, I wouldn't go there. You know, I have kids and whatever. You know, if something were to happen, I would have to get out the seat and go do it. Right. But everything else doesn't even matter. It's irrelevant. It can wait. Right. You know, when we look at, let's say, the past of, I mean, you guys are young. You never grew up without a cell phone. Right. You, know, you guys all had cell phones. I had a beeper and a pay phone. And, you know, <laughs> if, I, if I wanted to talk to my friend after school, I had to go home and go, go get on a rotary phone and call him from my grandma's house or whatever I did. Right. You know, we didn't have the ability to have such a quick connection with people. Right. And I was talking to somebody else the other day about this. And I go, you remember when you went all day and you couldn't talk to nobody? You remember when you drove for a two-hour trip and you had zero conversation? 
life was so much different. Oh, and yeah. the reason why life was so much different was because you had something to look forward to. And you were able to know that you can't wait till you do that. Now we're in such a microwave generation where we live in the instant rice, instant success generation that people think that they can hit a 30-second button and life's just going to turn around to them. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't work like that. But the problem is, is people allow things like that to turn on. Right. If you keep your microwave unplugged and you don't allow anybody to hit no buttons in your life, you're going to be able to deliver everything you need to deliver. And then when it's off time, everybody else can enter in to the space that you have available for them. Right. No, and that's – what do you have to say about that, Jenna? Oh, that's awesome. I just think it's fire. I, I love the idea of like not – changing the schedule to conform to everybody but having people conform to you and focusing on your lane and making sure you're successful. I love that. Yeah, what do you think, Mm -hmm. Nick? So, I mean, my takeaway from that is that it really allows you to visualize what you want to do. Like, you can visualize your aspirations because that's what you're planning out for the day ahead of you. And that's something that really stood out for me. Like, I'm sure you being able to plan out what you really want made a huge difference in where you are today. I love, I love, I'm all about, we're, we're a digital marketing firm, we're all big tech people, but I'm all about, in personal life, not having the instant gratification of the phone. Like, I don't have, I have a TV in my house, I only have Netflix, and it's for once in a while, like, we watch a documentary or a show, and we go choose to watch that. We don't yeah. just have the TV in the background all the time, and whatever's on, we're just flipping mm-hmm. through for something. Um, and what that allows me to do is, like, I only choose what's valuable to me right. instead of just having the like tv on in the background right. i choose something time is the most valuable asset i choose to spend an hour watching something that i am really looking forward to um same thing with the phone like we're always on for work and that's the only thing we're always on for i think at least for me like there are times where i don't answer certain like friends and family because mm-hmm. it's like oh this is my family time i'm with my husband like this is what i'm doing right now right. however like if a work call came in that's that's going to directly benefit my life. Like, that's what I'll make time for. I'll open my laptop on the couch at night. I'll get my phone. But not having the instant gratification of, like you said, reality TV shows or mindless conversations all the time or scrolling through people's feeds, I just love that because then you're just focused on your future and your goals. And it just, I don't know. It, it stuck with me so hard, like, that every, everything is an instant gratification generation. So nobody really, like... Yeah. I, think, I think we well, directly proved that wrong, you know. At the same time, and I don't want to uh, contradict anything you guys are doing, but, you know, you say you'll be home and you'll open up your laptop to a work email. you got to create balance. And um, the biggest thing about that isn't that you shouldn't go after that email. You shouldn't respond. But if it's, let's say, Sunday night at 8 o'clock, somebody emails you and you respond, guess what that person thinks now? Man, I can get her anytime. Mm-hmm. Versus, you know... Before you go to bed or something, two, three hours later, send them a quick email if you want and say, hey, listen, just caught this. I'll get back with you in the morning. You allow people to respect your time when you kind of hold them off a little bit and they work within your business hours. Because think about this. You call a business that's open nine to five. After five o'clock, you call. What happens? The phone rings. Nobody picks up. Mm-hmm. You get frustrated because nobody's going to be there till 9 o'clock in the morning. But what you do is you allow yourself to understand that, hey, these are their business hours. I need, I need to respect that. So at the same time, you got to look at the situation. When we start answering people, whether it's right away or you know at a time that we probably shouldn't be doing that much business at all, people automatically have this trigger in our brain like, oh, I got this person anytime I need them. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've texted you a few times. It take you an hour or two hours to get back to me. Yeah. And that's the same way I am. 
You know, Nick's emailed me, maybe it's an hour. Sometimes it's a couple minutes if I'm on my email, whatever. Right. You know, but at the end of the day, it's not, you've emailed me, it's been a day. I don't get back to you. You know, and you, you kind of know and figure people out. And you go, you know, all right, well, I'm not going to email him six times until he gets back to me. This is right. the way the people, I have to respect that, they respect that. Right. So it's something that's important to me mm-hmm. to know that, you know, I have customers who might call me on a Saturday or Sunday. I won't call them back till Monday. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, that's my time. I'm not going to bother you with your family, you know. Right. Again, you know, we all do different things. We all work different ways, but there's certain balances in life that we have to create, or people will not think twice to take advantage of. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And on the topic, though, of you talking about, um, of you talking about, uh, we have a caller coming. <laughs> uh, it's not no about time for you. <laughs> um, about. You know, having not watching TV and not filling your mind with that stuff, right? I think the biggest the biggest thing that we can do, honestly. So for me, I, re- I rarely actually watch TV. The only time the only type of TV that I watch myself is if it's entrepreneurial based mm-hmm. and it's going to fuel my subconscious. So like if I'm in the gym, like I'm listening to Tony Robbins or I'm listening to some sort of motivation stuff, um, and uh, and I think it's important because people don't realize how powerful our subconscious mind is mm-hmm. and how it does set us up for success or failure. And we think just from the surface level of us trying to even motivate ourselves from like, you know, watching these things when we're paying full attention as opposed to having it on in the background sometimes, it really helps. And for me, like there's so many things that like when I'm, when I'm in the gym or I'm in the car, I normally don't jam out unless a thousand miles comes out. Like, what's that song? It's <laughs> a great song. Is that, I always forget the name of the person. Michelle Branch. It's a hundred percent true. Your subconscious doesn't know the difference between reality and what you're thinking. Right. So a lot of people base their life off of reality. They look at what's going on around them. But what happens is, is we really plug things into our head and we start to believe it. Right. That's who we become. Right. And I'm the same way. You go in my truck, I have probably 200 different CDs. I mean, I don't have nothing upload. I don't have the time to upload things to an iPod or an iPad. Right. So I have CDs that I bought over the years. Right. You know, believe it or not, my 2017 car still has a CD player. People go, hey, I go, it's hidden somewhere, but I have it's it. Somewhere. You know? But at the end of the day, what I like about that is right. that... I have the ability to listen to something over and over again. I can play a track back. I can do what I got to do. But I have those resources right there. Right. And the same thing, if I'm in my office and I'm just kind of doing some paperwork or I'm doing you know, a, a few things, I'll put YouTube on in the background on my TV and just listen to something. Right. Because that's what you fuel yourself with. And you always need a constant reminder. Right. And that's how you grow. Right. What influences you? That's why people who watch TV and watch reality TV, like... Where does that bring you in life? What does right. that do for you in life? It does it's just, nothing. It's just stimulation. Right. It makes you feel good and now you know everything about everybody else's life. Oh, you know, uh, this guy, this girl, whatever they do and how famous they are, how rich they are. But at the end of the day, it does nothing for you and all it does is compromise your future right. versus establish your future. It's like, it's like wow, it's, it's like their lives are way shittier than mine. <laughs> it's, it's very interesting too because when you watch reality TV like any of those shows, it's like you put yourself into other people's shoes while you're watching the show right. rather than focusing on like your own life. Like, there's right. that complete disconnect of, like, what you really want. You're like, oh, wow, I really hope this guy talks to this girl on that show rather than you actually worrying about what's going on in your life. And that's something that I've realized all the time from people. We also but, compare ourselves to those people. We go, well, why can this person have a show and why can't I have a show? Exactly. Like, look right. at this person's life. Look at what they did before. I mean, and when you look at that situation, all you do is you put yourself in a hole 
and you, your whole life becomes a what if situation. Right. And people right. get discouraged, and then they stop going for what they need to go for. But it's so interesting, like when people like us four are together talking about their routines and their beliefs. There's such habits and patterns in successful people, like mm-hmm. us not watching TV, us all working out or getting up early to do something, and like treating the 24 hours that we have in such a specific way like everybody in this world has the same 24 hours Mm -hmm. but the successful people who keep themselves motivated like what they do with it is so drastically different we only allow our hours to be filled with things that are directly valuable to our growth it was like we talked with Frank the other day he was like there's so much distraction now there's so much static that people forget the basic the basic needs of oh I need to go to work I need to work on my health oh I need to be kind to other people people are just so distracted and it's it's diminishing them from focusing on their journey right and that's and that's the problem you know and like ultimately at the end of the day i mean again this this theme of this of this podcast being motivation it's like it's just reflecting back on the fact that like i look at companies like wb mason right they've been around since like the early 1900s right it's like you see that you see that van everywhere they were here through the great depression they were here through 2007 2008 2009 they were here through ever so it's like when you look at like every business and the success or failures happen in the psychology of the leader yep. and like having the actual mindset, setting yourself up, like being ahead of the game, utilizing your 24 hours that you have that everybody has, like that is what actually sets people up for success. And that's why it's like for me, listen, I, I think everybody who owns a business, everybody who's in the game of business, like Mark, Cuban, I was reading uh, Mark Cuban's book. And, um, and he says that, like, people look at, like, athletes and they look at, like, how, like, they have, you know, an hour to play a game of basketball to win or lose, right? And after, you know, at, at, the, at the end of that 48 minutes or 45 minutes, you know the clear winner or loser from that, from that game. He said business is 24-7, 365. There's people out there who want to kick your ass, take your business, take your fucking house from you every day, all day until, like, your business is done. So, like, the game and the sport of business is so much more fucking fierce than any other thing in the world because it's it's constant. It yeah. doesn't stop. And there's not there's not a bell that rings that says, you know, the match is over. You know what I mean? So I think again, just playing into motivation, you know, it's like it's so important and I think that most people like they don't realize that motivation is like a fucking shower. You have to do it every day. Like I know people who went to one Zig or two Exactly. You know, I know people who went to different events and seminars of like Tony Robbins and Gary Vee and those other people and they don't believe in it and they're like, well, why, why did I do this? Because the, the motivation already wore off. Like, what's the purpose of me going to spend this money or do whatever I'm doing? And it's like, yeah, no shit. Like, just because you took a shower, right? Does that mean you're going to be clean forever? No. Like, you have to keep, you have to keep doing it. Like, you have to keep motivating yourself or else it's not going to, it's not, it's not going to go anywhere. Well, getting, getting motivated is easy. Staying motivated it's is hard. what most people yeah. can't do. Yeah. So, I, actually, I want to ask you guys, how do you stay motivated? Like, um, I know you personally very well, and I've, known, I, I've been here physically for struggles that we've had, mm-hmm. um, you know, and things we've had go on, especially recently, lessons we've had to learn. How do you, on the worst day, how do you stay as motivated as you are on the best day? Because nobody on the, I, I can never lose. There is nobody on this planet that can ever shut John down. If I, and unless I'm dead, I'm always going to be dedicated. <laughs> like I will, it doesn't matter. Like we, we had a situation with like a crazy situation and long story short, 
you know, we had we had like a situation where you know somebody was in in, in essence saying they were going to come after you know adapting social and and blah 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 and put adapting social into the ground, right? Details to be spared. But <laughs> but so my point though is though is that like that and and that that was taken care of. Yeah. And but the point though is that like that that sort of threat to any business, especially a business oh, that's yeah. not a Fortune 500 company. Right. You start shitting your pants at first, but for me, you know, I had I had a twenty four hour period because as an entrepreneur in nine years, I've never experienced that. And there was a twenty four hour period where I was like, "Wow, okay, starting to trying to figure my shit out." And then I really thought about it, and I said, "Well, when people fail, like you gave that ex- amazing example before, when something happens, or if, if if you know the economy crashes, or if somebody tries to take your business from you, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, what would I do in that situation?" I've, I literally have come from nothing. Nobody has given me anything and we're sitting in, everybody in this room right now is sitting in my dream and everything I put my whole life into. And it's like, I've gotten to this point and I know what it's like to start with nothing. So if I went back to that point, I would know exactly what I need to do, yeah. but 10 times better. So I can't oh fucking lose. Right. I can't fucking lose. So um, I think the biggest thing to stay motivated, like Jenna asked, and when you come across situations, let's think about this for a second. Think about everything you've ever worried about. 99% of those things never even happen. Right. So someone's threatening your company. Someone's threatening to come after you. Someone's challenging you. At the end of the day, you have a choice. Right. And your choice is to sit there and sweat it, worry about it, think about what's going to happen. How many times do you preconceive situations in your mind and say, you know what, this is how I'm going to deal with this if this plays out. Right. And at the end of the day, all you do is waste time because it never even happened. It never happened. So we have to allow ourselves to understand that our life is already here. Mm-hmm. Our destination is already planned. Mm-hmm. And whatever's going to happen is going to happen. We right. are not going to stop it. Right. So keep going after what you want to go after. And keep doing what you're doing. Don't worry about what you can't control. Mm-hmm. And if you look at situations that try to paralyze you, realize that you're stronger than a situation. And you're just going to keep moving. And all they're going to do is watch you. Right. And people try to do things so that they can put a dent in you. And by putting a dent in you, they want you to collapse. They want you to fall apart. And they want things not to go the way that you're going. Because there's something inside them that's either making them jealous of you or something inside them that doesn't allow you to deserve what you're getting. And you have to realize that this is the problem that that person has. And no matter what people threat at you or want to sue you or do this, let them do what they want to do. Just right. keep going and doing what you got to do. Let the lawyers take care of the legal battles. Right. You know, you're working, you're driven, go after what you got to go after. I've had legal issues and everyone in business has legal issues. Sure. I have haters. I don't care. Right. And at the end of the day, you know what? If you hate me, I'm doing something because you're watching and right. it's upsetting you. Right. And if I've done something in business that wasn't great, I'm sorry. But you know what? None of us are perfect. Right. And we all try to do the best we can. Right. But sometimes, you know, you fumble. All you can do is take the next step, move forward, try to be better than you were yesterday, mm. and be that challenge to become the better person. And the only way that you will never fail in life is if you never give up on becoming better tomorrow than you were today. Right. Because that's the only eye you need to have on yourself. Right. I love that. And that's yeah. fucking that's fucking phenomenal. That's super powerful. Yeah. And you know what? And like I think and, and I know we're running short of time here. Um, what would you say to well first of all, what 
normally how we end when we have uh, we have guests here. I always ask them what their life quote is. What would you say your life quote is? So my life quote is: I live the dream. I, oh, I dream the dream, and I live the dream, and I continue to be a part of the dream. Mm-hmm. So that's my life quote: is to live in your dream, right? Be a part of your dream. Whatever it is, be in your world. Don't worry about what somebody else is doing. Don't worry about what somebody else has. Don't worry about anybody else. Your life is your life. It's not transparent to anybody else's life. It's your life. Go after your dreams. Right. And don't worry about anything else but focusing on the things that you want to become. I love that. I love that. Nick, what about you? What about you, Nick? So my life quote is um, the only time you should ever look back is to see how far you've come. That's because you should always just be focused on your future. And if you want to look back, then it's only to propel you to go even further. And that's just something that's always stuck with me. Like, I know when I first started, I literally started as an intern here a year ago yesterday. (laughs) And on that first day. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, man. Thanks. You asked me, like, what my quote was, and it was exactly that quote. And it's just stuck with me the whole time that I've been here. And, like, Mm -hmm. honestly. I feel like I've came so far, but that quote's always held true to me. That's something that's just always meant a lot, and I really appreciate it. Yeah, one thing, one thing, just to add to that is like, and and your and you know the trials and tribulations that you've went through, right? I think that's why you're so well rounded now, why you're so much better of an entrepreneur because of what you faced when the market crashed, and it's like that right there. You know, for me, I you know I'm religious. You know I'm a Catholic, and so for me, like the one thing that I listen to once in a while, I like to listen to Joel Osteen because he brings like positive mentality into religion. So, um, but the one thing he always says is, anytime you're going through struggle, if you have the right mindset, it's like an arrow. It's just propelling you to shoot forward. You know what I'm saying? Amen. And and you right there, like that. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for and sure. Jenna Taskin. <laughs> I think my I think. Like, I love, obviously, so many beautiful motivational quotes, but at the end of the day, I always resort back to create your dreams. Mm. The reason I love that so much is it just it embodies nobody... You don't have to have someone else's dream. Like, you don't right. have to... A dream isn't on paper. You literally create it yourself from scratch, what you want to do, how you're going to get there. Everyone creates their own journey. It's not right. just like, follow your dreams, create them, make them happen. So I think that's pretty beautiful. That's awesome. It's not just live, laugh, love. Right? Exactly. <laughs> and then before before I dive in on mine, uh, I don't want to forget this. Um, and if you can, can you go live real quick? Because I want to shout out Dan on this. Yeah. Um, so Dan, there is. A, I'll wait till uh, you're good to go. All right. So right here, you know, I'm looking in front of me. Life defining moments from bold thought leaders. It is a book that our man Dan Sikowski is featured in, and uh, and your chapter is from borrow belief to no limits. Talk to us about this. So borrowed beliefs are things that um, we're grown up to believe based on what our family embeds in us. So a lot of people who don't have wealth in their life, a lot of people who aren't successful in their life, their family tends to tell them that, you know, wealthy people are other people or, you know, we're a lower class, we're the middle class, the upper class is totally different. And we look at it in what's going on in the world today, you know, right. with the whole liberal run and everything. Else. You know, we all have the ability to be successful. And you just have to understand that no matter what we're taught, go to high school, go to college, get a job and be broke. Right. That's the result. Right. You know, you can't go get a job and be rich. No one I know has a job and they're rich. Mm -hmm. No one I know has a job and says, you know what? I love this job. I wish there was nothing else out there for me to have. Everyone wants better. No matter what they say, 
they want better. They want something better. There's things out there they can't afford that mm-hmm. they want. Right. So you have to believe. And I think the biggest thing that I talk about in the book is finding a mentor. Finding somebody who's going to help you, push you, and believe in you. Because a lot of times we don't believe in ourselves. Right. And when you don't believe in yourself, that's the biggest pitfall of life. You start saying, all right, well, you know what? This is reality. I guess it is what it is. And you take all that stuff that you've thought about and all those things that you really wanted to do in life, you put them aside. Right. And you kind of just go after life for what it has to offer as you feel that's all you can get. Because think about childhood. When you were a kid, you know, what kind of poster of a car did you have in your room? Right. Maybe a Ferrari, a Lamborghini, a monster truck, right? Yeah. Now today people go, oh, I just want a reliable car to get me from point A to point B. Right. Bullshit. I just cursed for you. There you so, go. <laughs> uh, you, uh, you, want, yeah, there it is. you want so many things, but your excuse is that you just want a car to get you from point A to point B because you've allowed yourself to believe that. Mm-hmm. But before that, if I were to stand outside with a whole dealership full of cars and say, pick your choice, I don't think any of you are going to go to the Hyundai. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, you're going to go to the car that you feel that you deserve, that you would feel the best driving, that Mm -hmm. you would impress upon other people with because that's who you are. But we forget about all this stuff when we're young and it all disappears because we face reality. When we look at people, we start believing people. Our association creates us. And when we look at our association, it's priceless. The three, four, five people you spend the most time with, you know, they have the same bank account, same lifestyle, same problems, same things going on. So if you want to be successful, hey, listen, you need to find successful people. You have to get away from that circle and go and believe and achieve with the people who are in the same vision tunnel that you're in. And that's the only way your life's going to transfer to where it needs to be. Right. And so what else can people expect from, from reading this book though? So you're in it, that's your segment, but why should people pick up this book? Well, there's 28 uh, other leaders in there, entrepreneurs, speakers, people uh, who've done amazing things throughout the world. And um, they can actually hit me up on Instagram and I can send them some signed copies if anyone wants them. Um, they uh, have developed this book to help people understand that 28 different minds. There's going to be one person in this book mm-hmm. that's going to help attract somebody's mental state of mind and allow right. them to be where they need to be. Right. And I have another book coming out right now. It's in editing. It's uh, called Failing Your Way Uphill. It talks about life failures and how we use failures in life mm-hmm. to push us up. Right. Not push us down. I love that. That's, yeah, that's, that's cool. That's cool as hell. And where can, really I, cool. where can I find you on social media while I have you on live so that they can stay updated with this? It's going to be Dan underscore Sikowski. That's S-A-C-H-K-O-W-S-K-Y. Boom. And listen, Dan, so number one, first and foremost, appreciate your time here again. again you know, I know time is a super valuable asset and, you know, you, you're taking the time to be with us today to, you know, motivate. We have entrepreneurs across the country that listen in on this. So having you here, you know, it, it means a lot to us. And just so you know, too, you know, we didn't we didn't get into it. For me, I like to do everything authentic and raw. Like Jenna makes me have these. So just to stay on topic. But so for me, like you know, as I dived in, the one thing you know I didn't really mention to you really of what above average driven millennials even is or means essentially, right? But the big thing, just so you understand too, and anybody that's listening, the biggest thing is like you know. The day and age we live in, you said it best before. We live in a world now where you know we're consumed by technology. It's a stimulant. You know, uh, we have a, we have a doctor client of ours who uh, who has been teaching us a lot of the fundamental psycho- like the psychological way 
to really, really connect with potential sales situations with team members and how to connect on like and understand their psyche when you're talking to them. And one thing that he's doing right now, he's going around the world and taking classes um, and what he for, like literally studying the brain and, and, and how we're wired and why we do things just naturally. Mm-hmm. And the one thing he said though, he compared. So let's just go back 15 years ago. If you were to go to if you were to go to Hawaii for the first time and experience it, that's how people feel when they pick up their phones in your brain, your your uh, you know your dopamine and stuff. And he was just explaining how that's why people are so unimpressed now with so many things because before. If you wanted to go see something or you wanted to talk to somebody, you had to wait, like you said. Now, you can do it in a matter of 0.5 seconds. And you can go anywhere and do anything. And like in the middle of the night when you're sitting there and you're bored and you can't sleep, you can can go follow people and look at what they're doing and envy them. And like, you know, so it's created this whole new thing. But so with us here, like me, you know, me being the leader at Adapting Social, the one thing, you know, and, and I'm sure, you know, Nick or Jen can testify, like... I put so much time into making sure my team's like emotional, mental state as well as physical is on point because listen, at the end of the day, if you if you're if you're roaming around, you know, and you think that, you know, just coming into work and just doing your thing and leaving like we don't we don't hire those people here. We don't hire clock punchers. We hire we hire people who are passionate, they love what they're doing. And you know, the biggest the biggest problem, we got another caller. The biggest, uh, the biggest problem, though, that I, that I see in this world, that and, the, and, and that's why we started this podcast, is you know, we we you know we're all millennials here, and um, for the most part, we don't do things that the stereotype and the the, the stigma has right now, which is like, you know, uh, what's his name? Um, I always forget this fucking guy's name. Uh, Clint, Clint Clint Eastwood, Eastwood thank yeah. you, thank <laughs> you, Clint Eastwood. Uh, he was on like some I forget what TV show he was on, but he was like, millennials are a bunch of pussies. Like like verbatim, that's what he said. And listen, and, and to an extent, I understand because like, you know, cer- certain people in any generation are way softer than, than you are. I know people that are your age that are, that are t- not even half of how rugged and tough that you are in the world of business or outside of the business. So I think every generation has that. But now because there's mass media and you can literally post something out to the world, anybody can say anything about a generation. And now we're so – we have a microscope over us now. And it's like, wow, they give up easily. They are super obsessed with like just being passionate. So like they're depressed that they're not doing the right things. So the purpose with, with what above average driven millennials is, you know, we're entrepreneurs. We, we connect with entrepreneurs. So you don't have to be a millennial to be on the show. Right. But, you know, we're just out here showcasing the fact that, you know, millennials aren't all, you know, this, this stigma. I agree. There's guys out there I see today, 17 years old, 18 years old, starting their own business. Yeah. You know, and I think that it happens in all different generations. You know, but what's interesting is people are blaming the video games. I mean, video games are ridiculous. I mean, it's crazy that kids don't go outside and play no more. But right. you know, I think when we look at the transparency of now from before is some of the biggest things is that, you know, there's a lot of things to fear because we don't get to experience things. Right. And our kids don't get to experience things because the world has changed so many different things. I mean, I talked to somebody the other day about fighting. You know, when we were 10 years old, or, you know, we walk around a block and fight someone in their front lawn. Right. You know, today, a 10-year-old hits a 10-year-old, he's going to jail. <laughs> you know, yeah, so there, 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 that's the way you toughened up in life is you kind of went out in the real world. Right. And so I don't think it's really a difference between millennials or any other generation out there. We just have to realize that everything is there for us, but you're not going to win unless you can get beat up. Right. And it, it, it doesn't matter 
who you are. You could be 16 years old. There's kids out there who are YouTube sensations. Right. You know, right. look at them, 14 years get old, paid, 12 years millions. old. Yeah, because you know what? They got it. Yep. But the biggest excuse for millennials is their parents. Mm-hmm. Because their parents made them soft. Their parents, oh, you okay, baby? Oh, all, all that whole back padding deal. Right. And we didn't get that when we were younger. You know, our parents kicked us in the butt. If we fell down, they said, get up. Yeah. But it's just kind of the generation. I got the belt. I got the belt. That's <laughs> right. It's the <laughs> yeah. generation of parenting. So you can't blame the millennial that's not doing anything or the one that is doing something. Right. It's their individual choice. Right. But when you look at any generation, there's kids my age that still live at home. There's kids my age who are still wimpy. Right. You know, at the end of the day, the parenting of those children created that kid. And there's no reason why that kid can't change who he wants to be. Right. But if they want to hold on to that, mm-hmm. that's why. And I think that's the biggest problem is that millennials are getting blamed for the problem that's going on. But it's really the parents... Mm-hmm. Right. Of the millennials who allowed certain things to happen. And it's the parents of the next generation coming in. Right. And then it's going to be the parents of the next generation. Because you have to be a tough parent. My kids are young. 13 and 12, they have their own businesses. Mm-hmm. You know, they sell things online. Right. At, at, awesome. at the end of the day, you know, I don't care what generation they're from. Right. They want to make money. They want to buy a new bike. They want to buy a skateboard. I say, you need to get a job. You need to go out there and make <laughs> some that. money. You need to make some money. But just because I have money. So going to start holding their own. <laughs> Just because I have money, you know, doesn't mean I, I give it all to you. You have chores to do. You have things that you need to do to accomplish that money. It's right. not a free ride here. No, I love that. You know what? And the, and the thing, too, is I was watching a coffee and uh, Comedians in Cars. Me, too. I was watching Jerry that. Seinfeld. That's an outstanding trail. Um, yeah. And uh, Jerry Seinfeld was talking about somebody. And uh, he was in a car with another rich guy. And the guy goes, hey, Jerry, you know, you're, you're a billionaire. You know, like, your kids ever say, hey, Dad, can I, get a, can I go buy this? And so he said when his kids were at a certain age and like, are we rich? And he's like, no, I'm rich. I'm rich. rich. Right. He's like, you're not rich. That's awesome. And, and like the one person and I blew my mind, but also it's so different. So Warren Buffett, right? I was watching a documentary on him, right? Warren Buffett only buys. So if he's buying a car, for instance, he'll only go to Detroit, buy cars that have acid damage on it. And so he'll get them for super cheap. Right. And then his family, his son and daughter were being interviewed. And they, they were talking about how, like, when they were, in, they were like, in ShopRite or whatever store that they were shopping in, um, grocery shopping, the lady's like, Buffett, oh, any relation to Warren Buffett? And she's like, yeah, yeah, And the lady's like, oh, wow, you're so lucky. And, and she's like, but nobody understands. Like, my, my father's never given us a dollar. Mm-hmm. Like, my father doesn't give us any money. And, like, we have, like, when he dies, he's donating every dollar to charity. So, like, they're getting nothing from him. Same thing with Dave Ramsey, you know. Same thing. You know, you got to realize. Ramsey's savage. Yeah, yeah savage. you got to realize that, you know, there's... A lot of it's different wealth principles that the smart, wealthy people teach their kids. Mm -hmm. But then there's these other kids who grow up, you know, around money and their parents just keep feeding them money. And those are the kids who are addicted to drugs. Those are the kids who don't Mm -hmm. want to, uh, you know, go to work. Those are the kids who buy car after car and do stupid things because they never are taught value. My kids are the same way. I'm not buying my kids everything they want. Right. You know, my kids want $150 pair of sneakers to tell them to get a job. Can right. I afford $150 pair of sneakers? Yeah, but I'm not buying it for you because it's stupid. Right. You're going to size out of them in a month. <laughs> I, really, I really love how you said, like, there's, like, 12-year-old, like, YouTube superstars right now. And, and what you said was those kids get it. Yeah. And I love the way you said that because 
like what we're trying to break is the stigma like yeah we may be millennials but we don't blame our generation we get it yeah. and we like to talk to other people who get it and we hope to inspire and motivate other people so that they could get it too like hey there's another way we worked hard for what we got we don't blame our age we don't blame our generation we're all like 20 somethings and we're all like you know John built this from scratch as a teenager in his parents basement every single person here fought to grow their own journey in their own department and every single person here is highly motivated and I just love the idea of how you said it like we get it and we're just yeah. trying to teach it to other people right it's like the brain you talked about the brain our brain works two different ways and uh it's all about who these people are going to associate themselves with and who they want to be yeah. so there's no excuse it doesn't matter you know there's no there's not a generation problem there's just a malfunction in believing in themselves that they can go out there and do it we need millennials we need more business people when you look at all the business people out there you know Millennials have a problem listening to people. Right. They don't have, they're, they're not attentive, so they can't hold a job. Right. So we need them right. to be business owners because they're going to be more like that. They're more driven to do that. So right. they just have to believe that they can to go out there and do that because that's the way they're going to focus. If they have to have their one headphone in their ear while they're running their business, do it. Yeah. But right. you know what? That's how you're wired. But we need business owners because business owners are what create the world we live in today. Yes, mm-hmm. they do. And so we are just about out of time here. So just to wrap it up again, thank you so much, Dan. Appreciate it. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Jenna. And then just to end off again, anybody listening, whether you're a millennial or not a millennial, that doesn't matter. The the major thing here to take away from this meeting and all the amazing insights that we had from Dan is, listen, you have to get your mind right. Motivation starts in your head. Your whole life, your whole world plays out from your perception and how you fit that, how you make, you know, you look at the glass, not half empty, you know, but half full. So get your mind right. And one thing I always like to say too, is like, if I asked you, Dan, how, how can I, how can I get bigger biceps? You're going to tell me, dude, go to the gym, start working out, start working, do this exact workout. Right. But when it comes to whether it's anxiety or whether it comes to getting your mind right or having an emotional problem or whatever it could be, nobody focuses on their mental fitness. And for me, I'm a big advocate of studying and putting in time to your brain and putting in time to your thoughts and your mindset. So anybody listening here, like Dan, Dan himself, you know, you are who you are because of the way you view your life and you've set your mindset that way. And that's fucking incredible. Like most people don't understand that that is like nobody, everybody wants to know the key to success. It, success, whether it's monetary or whether it's just living your life and being happy with what you got, it starts in your brain. So you are where you are because of who you are. And if yep. you want to be somewhere else, you need to change who you need to be. And that's the big thing is change. Grow. You talk about listening to positive stuff, doing positive stuff. Forget about all the years of school. Mm-hmm. You're not going to use that math. It doesn't matter how many presidents you remember. It doesn't matter how many wars and how many people died. It's irrelevant. Right. What you need to focus on is the people and study the people who are living the life that you want to live right. and retrace your mind down that road so that you can become the person that you want to become because if other people are doing it, you can do it, but you just got to get all that knowledge in your mind and start developing yourself. And surround yourself with driven people who are like-minded otherwise. Mm-hmm. Your network is your net worth. So yep. everybody, big thank facts. you for watching. Yeah, big facts only. Uh, Everybody, thank you for listening in. We appreciate it. Everybody create a great day. Thank you.